Are you ready? Am I ready? Possibly the saddest sound in the human race, the English language, and a little bit of Polish, too. Especially sad because it just ends like that and the song's over. But we're going to hear more Punchki songs. We're going to start with uh, this one. So start getting stuffed right about now. Those guys are pretty good. They might want to get a band together. Oh, wait, that's uh, the Polish Muslims from Hamtramck. These CDs are imported directly from Hamtramck. That is Punchki. Sounds strangely like Touch Me. That's a strange coincidence there. Before that, we heard another song by them called You Never Give Me Your Punchki. That was a very short song with very few calories. So that's one that if you're looking to lose a little weight in your ears, then that might be something you might consider. Punchki Day. If you're listening to all this and you're saying... Punch key. What are we talking about here? I realize some people 
might not know what a punchki is. It's a pastry originally from Poland. The main ingredients include dough, grain alcohol, mmm, confiture or another sweet filling, powdered sugar, icing, or bits of dried orange zest. And Punchki Day is celebrated on the same day as Fat Tuesday, which is the upcoming Tuesday. And actually, it's different in Poland. Apparently, Punchki in Poland are eaten on Fat Thursday, which is the last Thursday prior to Ash Wednesday and the beginning of Lent. I should know what day that is. I wonder if it's today. I'm, I'm a lapsed Catholic, so I have no idea. But... So says here in Wikipedia, the traditional reason for making punchki was to use up all the lard, sugar, eggs, and fruit in the house because their consumption was forbidden by Catholic fasting practices during Lent. As for the song we just heard, they made a little bit of reference to some things you might want to know. He's singing, I'll say, Nazdrowia, which is Polish for to your health. I'll say, Nazdrowia till Kozarin's mayor again. Now, if you're not from the principality known as Hamtramck, you may not understand what that means. Kozarin, Robert Kozarin to be exact, was Hamtramck's longest-serving mayor. He was elected for nine terms from 1980 to 1997. So he'll say, to your health till Kozarin's mayor again. It's very possible that he will never be mayor again because it's really hard after serving from 1980 to 1997 say in 2016, to start another mayoral campaign all over again. So perhaps he will be wishing you good health for all time. This is all very, very thoughtful on the part of the Polish Muslims. Now, Mardi Gras is coming up, as it turns out. Yes, Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday, Punchy Day. It's all coming up in one big punch, really. You can look up the Mardi Gras parade schedule for New Orleans, whether you're in New Orleans or whether you're sitting in Ann Arbor and freezing your tuchus and need a punch key. Now, it says here in New Orleans on this website, MardiGrasNewOrleans.com, that it's 53 degrees and falling. Poor people there in New Orleans. It's not easy, is it? Well, the Mardi Gras parade schedule actually started way back on January 6th. That was around the time people had king cakes. They ate their traditional king king cakes. And one of the people who bit into the king cake got a little plastic king cake baby, and that was good luck. So the Funny 40 Fellows, all spelled with P-H's, Funny 40 Fellows, had a parade on Wednesday, January 6th. And are they going to make an appearance again on February the... Ninth. Let's see, Tuesday, February 9th? No, but the crew of Zulu, the crew of Rex, the crew of Elks Orleans, the crew of Crescent City, the crew of Argus, not to be confused with Argus in Ann Arbor, the crew of Elks Jefferson, not to be confused with the Elks Lodge in Ann Arbor, crew of Jefferson, which is separate from Elks Jefferson, and the crew of Lyra, or perhaps Lyra, are going to be marching in New Orleans on Tuesday, February 9th. But I'm getting ahead of myself because, as a matter of fact, tonight... The crew of Muses has already begun to march. They began marching at 6.30 p.m., and you can go look at the parade route. It started at the intersection of Magazine Street and Jefferson in New Orleans, continues on to the intersection of Chapatulas and South Joseph Street, where the parade will end. So if you can jump in your teleporter, you can get to New Orleans and check out the crew of Muses tonight in New Orleans 
doing a march. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. My name is Mike. It's almost 20 minutes before 7. Coming up at 7, Arbel will help us to face the music. It's all about food, and food is everywhere in the studio. It's pretty much piled up in huge piles. We're going to hear another Punchki song. I presume you can probably stand one more, probably. Okay, let's see what we can do with this here. Here's the Polish Muslims again. There's a riot here. The rowdy folks are getting rowdy here because there are no mentions of Punchki in this song. I've actually hit Polka Motion by mistake, but they're actually rocking. This is pretty good. You know, WCBN has a Polka show every weekend. Not every weekend, every week. Did you know that? Well, you can find out all about that at WCBN.org. But in the meantime... Let's hear that uh, Punchki song one more time, shall we? I hope this is it. No, 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 this is not the Punchki song. So uh, something about that buzz in the air that's causing the Punchkis to dance is making things kind of crazy, but I think we've got a Punchki song right here. Here we go. Okay. Here it is, folks. Happy Valentine's Day. say the plump with too much dough In Hamtramck's where they grow Well, I don't know Cause they got feeling true and true and true K I want punch K I want punch K They put them out the day before Lent The season when the Christians all appear I guess that's why we get them while they and on Ash Wednesday, leftovers we got. Okay. I want punch cake. I want punch cake. They take flour and some yeast and some sugar. Ten pounds at least. Sticky hand in mine They come in 
Valentine's Day to all you Punchki lovers who want Punchki every night and to hold tight. If you hold too tight, it'll get all squishy, but that's a whole nother song entirely. Those are the Polish Muslims, the Polish Muslims of Hamtramck. They will be performing in Hamtramck on Punchki Day, Tuesday, February 9th. They will be at the new Dodge at 1030 in the morning. Wow. Dedication to their craft. They'll be at Whiskey in the Jar at 2.30 in the afternoon, and they'll be at Post 10 in Hamtramck at 6.30 p.m. on Punchki Day, Tuesday, February 9th, the Polish Muslims. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's a quarter to seven, and Face the Music with Arwolf is at seven o'clock. Get ready for wonderful music of the first half of the 20th century. That's at seven o'clock. Now, this is something I thought you might need to know. It says here in this headline, an Italian cheese firm has sold a bond backed with Parmesan cheese. This is very important because, you know what they say, time is money and money is food. Well, here it is. I don't know who said that. An Italian dairy cooperative has sold bonds backed by Parmesan cheese, says Reuters. This company said so on Tuesday. It's a rare example of one of Italy's plethora of small firms raising funding on capital markets. Three years of recession in Italy have choked bank lending, and the prime minister's government is trying to encourage firms to raise money elsewhere and take advantage of a tentative economic recovery. The cheesemaker, whose name is a beautiful, beautiful Italian name, has done just that, raising 6 million euros, which is equivalent to about $6.5 million, in mini bonds guaranteed by Wheels of Parmesan. The company's chairman said it would raise, use the money raised in the bond issue to improve its facilities and promote the thick-rinded cheese it makes in Italy's northern gastronomic heartland, Emilia-Romagna. More than 95% of Italian companies have fewer than 10 employees and traditionally rely on bank lending for financing. Wait a minute. Let me, let me just think of that again. More than 95% of companies in Italy have fewer than 10 employees. They traditionally rely on bank lending for financing, but banks' willingness to provide credit has eroded as bad loans piled up on their balance sheets during the recession, making it harder for the smaller, more vulnerable companies to get funding. But the government wants to spur lending to boost the economy, which is estimated to have grown about 0.8% last year. And so this wonderful company is selling its cheese. No, it's yes, it is. It's selling a bond backed by cheese. Yes, indeed. This song, I think, is about cheese. It says cheese in it a lot, and it has an introduction that has nothing to do with cheese. So we're going to need to play that for the anthropological reasons. This is Andy Breckman. This is recorded at the Ark in 1989. I'm going to have to do some censoring of one very bad word, a somewhat bad word that he says. But first of all, this has nothing to do with cheese, and then it may have something to do with cheese, and it goes like this. Don McLean, 
and I shared the same uh, manager, so I used to open for him until one night I came out on stage and sang American Pie. Now, I don't know if any of you will ever have the opportunity in your life to open for Don McLean. It's a mistake. Don't. It turns out it's a song that he wants to do. So you live and learn. Whoever wrote this song must be a genius. So far, I think I like this song the best. I wonder where he gets all these ideas from. I wonder what he's gonna think of next. Whoever wrote this song, I'll bet he's six foot three, with curly hair and muscles made of stone. Whoever wrote this song's a better man than me. I hold a Dario, the cheese stands alone. The cheese stands alone. The cheese stands alone. I could never write a song as good as this. I hold a Dario, the cheese stands alone. Whoever wrote this song must be a happy man. Yes, sir, I'll bet he does all right. I'll bet he has a big house and a limousine And a different woman every single night Now me, I have not had a date since New Year's Eve She was the shyest girl I'd ever known At quarter after ten, she said she had to leave I hold a dairy, oh, the cheese stands alone The cheese stands alone the cheese stands alone At the stroke of midnight you could hear me moan I hold a dairy, oh, the cheese stands alone Whoever wrote my life must be an ass <clears throat> Those years in high Really bit the bone Every night I sat up waiting in my room I hold a dairy, oh, the cheese stands alone The cheese stands alone The cheese still stands alone The saddest sound this universe has ever known I hold a dairy, oh, the cheese stands alone I hold a goddamn dairy, oh, the cheese stands alone Thank you! Oh, dear cranky fellow, that was... Andy Breckman, one of the gentler arc performers of note. That is uh, from his album Don't Get Killed. That is The Cheese Stands Alone. It was recorded at the Ark in 1989. Here's something for your edible calendar at the Detroit Institute of Arts this weekend. A lecture called The Edible Moment, The Art of Foods for Festivals. That's this Saturday, February 6th at 2 p.m., Says here, like today's Rose Bowl parade or Mardi Gras activities, festivals in early modern Europe from 1600 to 1800 were times for exuberant parties featuring large-scale edible monuments made of breads, cheeses, meats, sugars, and fruit. Marsha Reed is the chief curator at the Getty Research Institute in Los Angeles, and she'll discuss 
a current exhibition at the Getty and called The Edible Moment, The Art of Foods for Festivals. And she'll talk about the place of these elaborate and expensive creations in court festivals, banquet settings, and dessert buffets. That's in the lecture hall on the first level of the DIA. That is this Saturday at 2 p.m. Now, this is something actually happening tonight at the Michigan Theater. There's going to be the exclusive Midwest premiere of a movie called The Lobster. In a better world, I would have actually found out what the film is about, and so I can tell it to you. But it's, it's called The Lobster. Hold on a second. Here we go. Let's see if we can get a little bit of information. It stars Colin Farrell and other folks. It's called The Lobster. It was at the Sundance Film Festival, and there will also be a post-film discussion with the programmer of the Sundance Film Festival. The movie is called The Lobster. Presumably it is about a lobster or something which could perhaps represent a lobster or be a lobster reference. So that is your thorough research on that. That is at the Michigan Theater tonight. Now, another event coming up, there is going to be at the Mathai Botanical Gardens a concert. It's going to be using a piece of an agave plant. That agave plant grew for about 80 years. It's sometimes called the century plant. And what they did was they decided to take a part of that plant after it died and turn it into a musical instrument. And so this weekend there's going to be a concert using that musical instrument. The agave is a pretty amazing thing. It's a musical instrument. It's food and it's many, many other things. Now, I'm going to go all the way back to 1843, the words of William H. Prescott. This is in Wikipedia now. The miracle of nature was the great Mexican aloe, or maguey, and this perhaps is connected to the agave, whose clustering pyramids of flowers towering above their dark coronals of leaves were seen sprinkled over many a broad acre of the tableland. As we have already noticed, its bruised leaves afforded a paste from which paper is manufactured. Its Its juice was fermented into an intoxicating beverage, of which the natives to this day are extremely fond. Its leaves further supplied an impenetrable thatch for the more humble dwellings. Thread of which coarse stuffs were made, and strong cords were drawn from its tough and twisted fibers. Pins and needles were made from the thorns of the extremely at the extremity of its leaves, and the root, when properly cooked, was converted into a palatable and nutritious food. The agave, in short, was meat, drink, clothing, and writing materials for the Aztec. Surely never did nature enclose in so compact a form so many of the elements of human comfort and civilization! Exclamation point! And there we go. That's from William H. Prescott from the very excitable year of 1843. Also says in Wikipedia there are four major parts of the agave that are edible. The flowers, the leaves, the stalks, and the sap. And it says here as well, the Navajo similarly found many uses for the agave plant. A beverage is squeezed from the baked fibers, and the heads can be baked or boiled, pounded into flat sheets, sun-dried, and stored for future use. The baked, dried heads are also boiled and made into an edible paste, eaten whole, or made into soup. The leaves are eaten boiled, and the young, tender flowering stalks and shoots are roasted and eaten as well. The fibers are used to make rope, and the leaves are used to line baking pits. The sharp, pointed leaf tips are used to make basketry awls. So all of that to let you know about the amazing agave. The agave plant was 80 years old when it died at the 
Mathai Botanical Gardens in Ann Arbor, but it lives on in a musical instrument made from a part of the plant for which there will be a concert this weekend at Mathai Botanical Gardens. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. Thank you for letting me do that for half an hour. Happy Fat Tuesday and Mardi Gras and Punchki Day and all those many, many things. And Lunar New Year is coming up. We're going to have to take a look at that very soon. Lunar New Year is actually coming up very, very soon. And celebrations technically continue into the next week. And so we're going to try to take a look at that next Thursday. Arbolf will help us to face the music in just a moment. Here now is a song that I just rediscovered from when I was a kid. This came out, I believe, in, here is 1971, when I was six years old. I loved it because it was catchy and happy. And they said something about Saturday morning cartoons and something about breakfast cereal, which were some of my favorite things of all. But it turns out to be from the point of view of a grown man, of all things. Here is Bobby Russell and Saturday Morning Confusion. And it all talks about baking, uh, I can't, I'm baking my head, but barbecuing outside and start. So let this warm you up. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Thank you for letting me babble. Keep on listening to WCBN and never stop doing that. Here they come, warming up. I hear the pitter-patter of little people on the living room rug. Woe is me, there goes the TV. Now it's Popeye and Pluto, Batman and Bozo. Don't spill the cornflakes, they'll break at lunch break. Home from the office, why did I stop to have a beer with the boys? Now my head's about to pop, it's a Saturday morning confusion. If you think you can sleep, it's illusion. Cause you probably get a rude intrusion from Harry the dog. Harry the dog is as big as can be. And Harry the dog had puppies last week. We couldn't tell if it's a he or a she, now we know. It's a Saturday morning confusion And if I could just get to the bathroom And get a cool rag and an aspirin to help I feel But here come the twins and they're screaming at me What is the deal? Who turned off the TV? Go ask your mother and quietly your daddy is ill There he is Cousin Jack You got the leaf rake too, kid, that's it Till I get it all back Hanging round my yard Snooping in my garage I tolerate him because he's my cousin He's nice to the kids and Harry just loves him It's a Saturday morning confusion And if I could just hide in the attic Cause I can hear my wife yelling Take them all to the show I'll take the whole neighborhood to the show I'll just walk out and back where the money tree grows Grab me a handful and off to the show we'll go It's a Saturday morning confusion if I could just get a transfusion Or maybe go hide in the bedroom to five o'clock Let it be known that at five the TV Is gonna be tuned to the game of the week And that goes with dogs and twins and the whole family It's a Saturday morning confusion It's a Saturday morning confusion Day is done Cousin Jack in his yard cooking steaks on a grill that I'll never get back The twins in front of the TV Harry with his family Sis on her date Mom at the door Smiles as she surveys the sight For the first time today The kingdom is quiet Lord let us thank you for Saturdays And may they remain my friends Cause I work all week long 
you can be strong till they're grown And next Saturday then We'll do it again When here they come Warming up I hear the pitter-patter of little people On a living room rug Who always me There goes the TV Hi, it's 7 o'clock. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. 88.3 is the frequency. The frequency might sound a little funny to you right now because we've been having an enormous number of, of technological issues around here lately. And it's uh, it's nobody's fault, really. In fact, we have a uh, an engineer who's been working... Uh, feverishly to deal with all of these things that have come up. Maybe you're unaware of all of them. Wouldn't that be great? Let's concentrate on the music. This is Face the Music, a um, a one-hour program of, shall we say, uh, vintage music. But which vintage? Well, first half of the 20th century for the most part, stylistically and uh, as far as the recording dates go. So let's just start with Louis Armstrong and his Hot Five, recorded in 1928, and see where it gets us. Let's go. Hey, say, 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 old Hines, why don't you let us in on some of that good music, Pops? Well, come on here, let's get together then. Well, all right, tune up, boys. Is that all right? Is that all right? that sounds pretty good. Yes, that sounds pretty good. I bet if you had a half a pint of Miss Cersei's gin, you wouldn't say that sounds pretty good. Well, anyhow, we're going to play anyway. Say, come on, Zuda, whip them cymbals, Pops. (laughs) 